Temple of Peace and Health is the name of my and office. And Hell? Yeah. Peace and Hell. Peace health. and Health. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Couldn't be other end of the spectrum. Like. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rooting Around podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm Ed. And this week, we're going back to Turkey because we had a lot to talk about and we kind of ran out of time. What did we miss? Well, bucking a trend... I actually listened to the turkey episode. Oh, wow. Um, you okay? Well, only because... Norm- Is this why you're coming in cold? <laughs> Normally I wouldn't, um, but I had to, to find out what I hadn't talked about, because I couldn't remember it, because I'm not a fucking calculator. Fair. Um, it's not how calculators work, but... So right. what we didn't do is history. Oh, fucking <laughs> inventor of the... Cal- whoever invented the calculator, the Greeks, Abakai, Abakasis. Speaking of inventions... Yes! Segway. Uh, Amanda was kind enough, because, well, kind enough to throw in some additions to uh, some of my facts that I kept and didn't say. Uh, we did talk about tulips, I believe, being the national flower. Yes, yeah, we yeah, did. We and, did say that, yeah. uh, the Netherlands was brought to Europe from the Ottoman Empire, who I'm sure we're going to talk about shortly. For sure. Um, the flower native to Turkey and Central Asia became one of the most precious imports in the 1500s and at one point in the 17th century a particular, particularly rare variety Semper Augustus became so sought after in the Netherlands that a single flower would cost as much as a house. Didn't it like crash the entire Dutch economy tulips? Uh, I don't know. Really? I think there's this gigantic... Because like you said, there's massive hyperinflation of the cost of tulips. And eventually the state went bankrupt. <laughs> I think I think that's... Seriously? Yeah. Um, well, we'll find out in the Netherlands episode. Or you, oh. you can make as much money from tulips as you can bloody poppies. A la Afghanistan. True say. Yeah. They do make quite a lot of cash, though. There's a lot oh, of... Oh, yeah. Well, they cost as much as a fucking house. Do you like tulips? Do anyone like tulips? Yeah. I actually I got like tulips. tulips uh, for my birthday this year. Oh. No one's ever bought me flowers. Stay tuned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. You will. <laughs> it's it's bizarre receiving flowers as a a burly male. Cause I'm I'm guessing you got it from your from Amanda. No. What? That's uh, even more oh, bizarre. It's <laughs> even more bizarre. No, it worked. You got an unknown they, they got me, Yeah, they got me flowers. Um, which was nice. I think it's because I talk about flowers and I've got plants on my desk. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Are you lucky they didn't give you a bird, though? Because they could have just... I would have loved having a bird. Table, little table bird. That'd right. be great. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. What, a table bird? Yeah, yeah it's, it's in a cage. It's, it's, nah, clip its wings. Yeah, boy. And chain it to the table. Actually, yeah, it's... Yeah, you don't want it in a cage. To bring you want it to think it's free. To, to take a, a very sort of a soft left when i was in antalya which is, i believe is in turkey <laughs> the subject of this episode um as we were sat outside um a little coffee shop having a having a cafe au lait and uh they had some caged birds at the top of the, like they do this thing like you see it quite a lot like birds in cages in turkey mm. so we just <laughs> Opened the fucking door and walked off. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that, that bird probably I, died because yeah, it was like some sort of special yeah. bird. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, it probably completely wasn't suited. Yeah, it was a fucking penguin. Like, it was fucked. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's one of those things, like, you release it from the cage and then seconds later you just see it nailed saw, by a hawk. I saw a video, probably on Instagram, of some couple releasing doves at a wedding and it flies off straight into a road and gets hit by a truck. And it's oh, like, yeah. I think it's like that type of... 
that there, type of sort of metaphor. There was one, uh, I think I may have already spoken about it on the podcast, where they've like been raising this falcon and they release it into a field and it just flies across a motorway. They watch it and it's like, oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, no. As it goes around, it just goes, yeah, straight in front of a truck. And uh, yeah, as much as I love birds, like I, I'm a huge bird fan, but that made me laugh a lot. It's just like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Oh God! Oh God, no! <laughs> oh, poor little falcon. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to today. <laughs> what are we talking about? Tulips. Uh, you, and then uh, you said you were having coffee. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you let the people. bird out. Yeah. Um, Turkish people invented Turkish coffee, which oh, is like much. unfiltered, right? Yes, minging. It is. It's horrible. <laughs> it's all bitty at the bottom. Just no one wants that shit. Put a filter in it. <laughs> great <laughs> also they drink a lot of tea there they have this special glass and they tried to, mm. when i was in con also very bitty at the end no when i was when I, well when i was, oh, in, was it like the gunpowder green tea no uh, it's just like black tea oh. but they well, have if you look at it, it's brown they have this whole ceremony about honestly i was in Connie, right and some this really kindly teacher was explaining to us about all the fucking symbolism of the glass and the spoon and who it relates to and I was like, look, mate, it's just a fucking cup of tea. Like, and they're like, oh, the spoon is the mother and the glass is the wife who's the vessel. And I was like, well, for one, it's really pat like this bit sort of patriarchal. And for two, it's a cup of tea. So simmer down. That was a, simmer that down. Was a boiling water reference. <laughs> just um, below boiling. <laughs> true. Um, uh, the Turks also invented military marching bands. Why? Uh, music and warfare have a long history, but the Ottomans are <laughs> yeah, credited you know why. <laughs> with the first use of marching military bands. It was in the 1200s that bands accompanied the military into battle in order to motivate the troops and scare the enemy, which I can imagine would be like, if you didn't know military marching bands existed, you'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't be scared. You'd right. be confused. I don't know, because it would make it would make the other army sound enormous, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but the then I suppose and... you want to, you, you're thinking... Hans Zimmer, <laughs> but wow. but, what, but what you might be getting is fucking Danny Elfman, <laughs> yeah. So, or Randy Newman. True. Yeah. Have you seen? Uh, we've almost definitely spoken about it in the Egypt episode with the God, Egyptian yeah. marching band, uh, oh the God. Egyptian military band, so like trying to play. Oh yeah, others yeah. Oh, really, it's incredible. Really, really bad. So that's uh, there was another invention: flushing toilets. Is that There's another is that invention? Turkish really? Thing? Yeah, yeah. What about Turkish toilets? Uh, what are Turkish toilets? Sounds like a sex act. Are Turkish toilets not the squat toilets? Is that not what they're called? I would guess not if Turkish yeah. people invented flushing. To oh, maybe. Wait, you, well, you, you can, can flush, flush those. Them. Yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, they're not oh. sit, sit down toilets, are I they? Do, I do distinctly remember they had both the western and the squatting toilet when I was there. That's where east meets west, isn't it? Exactly. To, be to become one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, oh, no. Ismail Al Jazari was uh, was born in Anatolia and was a very uh, outstanding mechanical engineer. And, uh, and one of his most important inventions was a suction pump and flush mechanism that predates the European invented flushing toilet by about four hundred years. Wow. It's really interesting watching, like observing Tom when you say a fact like that, because he's clearly trying to think of something witty to say straight no, away. No, no, I'm just like as soon as you said something like suction cup, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was just thinking, like, I have no idea how a toilet works. I push a button, or I 
Pull a just, switch. Just open the thing and then you'll see the mechanism. It's actually very simple. That bit's simple because it goes in, but where does the suction come from? It's the, um, it's the angle at which the, t- oh, the, the pipes are. Yeah. Oh. There's no see, water I, 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 don't, I don't know this. I'm not a uh. fucking chemical engineer. Whatever engineer. Chemicals. I mean, it, it is fascinating the first time you, you lift the... Yeah, it's like uh, a little ball. Like a little I, wish, I thought that was just where you put your drugs. I'm <laughs> 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 trying to hide from the law. <laughs> Have you heard about top decking? Is that when you... When you, when you poo inside the system. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've never done it. Um, uh, but, uh, this reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the cinema a few days ago um, in Cardiff. I think was I actually see the way of water. I, it was to the way of water. Um, I can't recommend it at all. Um, but it reminded me, I went to the cinema in Nottingham. I might have told you this on the podcast, in fact. And I saw for the first time in my life someone who took a, took a poo in the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I don't, know, I, I don't know who it was, but it was fucking <laughs> massive. And I, I walk, oh, you, wait, wait, wait. So you saw them do it or you saw the final? I walked in and <laughs> someone scuffed out laughing. <laughs> 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 so I, started, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was this fucking log. So <laughs> these urinal cakes are revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did my business, and then I was like, I feel like I have a duty to tell the the staff about this. <laughs> <laughs> but then it might like, look like it's you. I was like, I'm really sorry, but um, and it wasn't me. <laughs> but <laughs> I swear. someone's done a massive poo in the urinal. I'm like, not in the toilet, like in the urinal. <laughs> like, was there no toilets available? Oh yeah, or? loads of toilets. That's not the point, Ed. So it's, it's always it's the, it's the thrill. <laughs> Whenever there's a remaining poo in a toilet, it's always enormous. Well, otherwise, yeah, why would it be remaining? Yeah. Because it's unflushable. I, re- I remember in like year five, uh, it was when I first moved to Wales, and uh, there was a, a large lad came out of the toilet, and a bunch of kids walked in afterwards, and basically, Stop he crying. was known as like massive shit for like two <laughs> years afterwards. Because it, I don't think even now I've seen a poo so big. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, it reminds me one day we uh, it's school. always straight to shit again it's <laughs> the routine around podcast we we went like hiking or something with my like in primary school we must have been like seven or something like that and I was basically <laughs> going hiking in Luxembourg <laughs> up that hill <laughs> you've got plenty of space okay uh, and we were just like all walking in a line and the guy in front of me was wearing like trousers and I'll never forget this <laughs> while we're walking in the middle of the woods you see this like log just falling out. <laughs> oh, like, nice. That's a particular skill, isn't it? <laughs> Being able to just I was stepped do on it and well. walk. I just like pretend like nothing happened. I was just behind him. Was, like, his, was, his hands, was his hands in his pocket like just ushering no, it down? Like, I can't remember. He, did he <laughs> kept, his, kept his like natural stride? I guess if I was looking at his feet, it's probably because I was expecting something to happen. So I suppose he wasn't that discreet, but honestly, it was like 20 years ago. How did he get out of his underpants? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, maybe he wasn't wearing any. He was a kid. Yeah, but kids still wear underpants. Yeah, I know, but uh, like his mum wasn't, it was like a, you know, a few days, like we were away for a few days. So maybe his mum wasn't there to like dress him. So he forgot to wear underpants. Anyway. Was he simple? I, I can't remember who this guy was. Like... Anyway, what else has Turkey invented? Uh, Raki. Love Raki. Never had it. It's delicious-ish. Uh, Is that the licorice drink? Yeah, and you put Disgusting. water in it and it goes cloudy. I love it. Absolutely. The, the Greek have that as well. Sugar beet alcohol. Um, and mm. Turkish baths. Which mm. are hammams. I thought Moroccans invented it, but... 
It's, mm, it I guess it's like an Ot- Ottoman thing. The capital of Constantinople. I do. I do. I've never had. I haven't had a hammam or a Turkish bath in Turkey, <laughs> but I can highly recommend a hammam. So funny. We always talk about hammams, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we've, we've, we've gone through that in you, the Morocco your, your episode scarf. as well. Oh, man. Oh, Still. God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, there's one thing we, we need to clear up from last week's episode, Ed. Oh, kebabs. Yeah, kebab kebabs. gate. I, I was 100% wrong. I agree. I was wrong. But oh, yeah. if you read on Wikipedia, it does say that. I can't remember. What did I send in the group chat later? It was like they use German-style bread. No, I can't remember. It was like something so, about Turkish immigrants in 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 Germany, like yeah, like the whole guest, guest arbeiter stuff. Yeah, I can't find it now. But, but. doner kebabs are Turkish. Yeah, the, yeah. There you go. The modern sandwich variant, which is kind of the vessel I was talking about, you know, uh, of doner kebab originated and was popularized in 1970s in West Berlin by Turkish immigrants. And if you remember correctly, I did mention. With Kev's help, the um, vessel that I was talking about. I think I think you just didn't know as much about the the, the great breadth and depth of kebabs. As, as I, would, you, I would like to just highlight yeah. what you just said. Though was it was invented by Turkish immigrants. Yeah, so it was invented by Turkish people again. Yeah, but not. I'd said it wasn't from Turkey though. Yeah, if it, I invent like, something uh, here, it's not from Luxembourg, is it? Uh, well, if you invented, I'd say a Luxembourgish yeah guy By invented way, it. Talking about inventions, and we didn't say in Luxembourgish episode, Luxembourg's biggest invention, if you look at inventions that way, is a chicken McNugget. It's a Luxembourgish guy who invented it for McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so would you say that's a Luxembourgish invention? I wouldn't. No, yeah, well, don't well, claim it. But, Each yeah. their own. Okay. Well, why, why not? Is that, is that are you are you are you above that, or you know you look down on people no, eating nuggets? I like chicken nuggets. nuggets. Well, I don't really have them to be honest. So, I, but I remember them being good. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I think we learned a lot about Ed there. Yeah. Um, and Luxembourg chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all the inventions um, that. Well, there's obviously they've probably invented more stuff, but that was. Top, they top definitely ten. invented more stuff because they've got such a rich history, right? Oh my god, yes. yes. <laughs> we spoke about it right at the end of the of the last episode, and then we decided to do a second episode, which we very gracefully didn't cut the discussion about us doing a second episode from the first episode. But um, yeah, Turkey, like I said, Turkey's only really this, Turkey as we know it has only been a country since 1923. Um, so. When when did they want to change it to Tur- Turkey? Well, it's like all, they've always year, called it Turkey, yeah. But aren't in they like, giving it a proper push nowadays? But yeah, the Turkish tourism industry, like nation decided, branding, yeah, like Czechia and stuff like that. But it's fairly recent. That's in the last two years. Yeah, I oh, think okay. so. Um, maybe even less than that. The, the only reason I knew about it was because in football now, if you look at like football competitions, like I think they won the World Cup. Uh, in the World Cup, they're not called turkey even in, in english it's turkey yeah well wales are trying to petitioning fifa to do that to change mm. the name wales to cymru that'd be cool as the official name of wales in football we haven't talked about football we don't talk about football on this podcast is it a national oh, really? sport apart from oil wrestling it's yeah it is favorite sport it's like we aren't like turkish football fans like They're mental massive, yeah like crazy fans with a lot of flares and shit like that and I've they've got wanted massive to go to a game like that yeah Istanbul's got like 
eight clubs on there. I think out of the whole like first division, like ninety percent of them are in Istanbul. And then there's well, one when's in Istanbul? There's like Galatasaray, Fenerbahce, Besiktas. Yeah. How do you know so many mate, I know, I know these things. Oh, I know you learn about football so that when you can, when you go abroad and have to work with foreigners, you have a common language to fill time. Yeah, football is the universal. Wherever you go, you're like, Manchester you're United. Bell. Yeah, Gareth Bale, Ryan Giggs, if they're older. Mine's normally, uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, you get a lot of Conor Irish. McGregor. Yeah. Um, anywho, so history. History. Um, I think I mentioned like Gobekli Tepe, oldest uh, communal structure ever found, uh, over ten thousand years old in Turkey. Really? Ten thousand yeah, BC. Sorry. What was it? I, I got a little note on that. Gobekli Tepe. Ah, I've I've got a note here. Oldest known human settlement is in Katalahoyuk. Oh well, this one's older. Oh, cool. So there we are. Um, and yeah, it's, it well basically like when humans started living in societies or small societies, it was all in. I've been, I've been back at it again. I've gone on so many fucking tangents today. I, bedtime listening is now about Sumer, the Assyrians and Sumeria. I don't know what that is. You know, Assyrians like, like Mesopotamia. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've been learning about Mesopotamia before I go to bed. Sort of like the northern bit of Mesopotamia, southern bit of Turkey, so that's where like a lot of the civilization came from. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Filters down Byzantium, which you talked about, that, that Greek guy, Byzos, who built a town because mm-hmm. uh, it was better than the town on the other side. Always having to one up. The other side of the, the straits. Dardanelles. Is it, is, is it the Dardanelles Bosphorus. that go through? Or is the Bosphorus? Dardanelles is the sea. Bosphorus. What's the strait that goes through Turkey? Bosphorus. Bosphorus. There's, yeah. Um, then you've got... Blah, blah, blah. I say with a lot of conviction. You've got like... <laughs> Persians were there. The Achaemenid Empire. Alexander, Das Great. Hellenistic Kingdoms. And then until sort of 320, 324, until around 324, Constantine I, when Rome decided to have two capitals and split the empire in half into a Western and Eastern Empire. Western Empire was governed by Rome. Eastern Empire was governed from Byzantium. Byzantium, which was changed to Constantinople. Stay that way. When what? When is this? Three twenty-four. Okay. A.D. Cool. C.E. Sorry, C.E. Can point. I just take us a step back? Yeah. At what point did Noah's Ark end up in Turkey? Uh, I would. I have you got a date? No. <laughs> it's just Noah's Ark allegedly landed on Mount Ararat. Oh, don't they share that with with um, Armenia and Mount Ararat? It's a tricky one. Was well, that yes or no? Uh, well, some say yes, some say no. It's the Azerbaijan-Armenia conflict is uh, the region called Nabarro. Oh, it's in the Karabakh. Karabakh. Yeah. Is that where Mount Ararat is? Ararat is technically not in Armenia. Oh, it's in one of the enclaves that Azerbaijan owns. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but Armenians see that as their like national symbol, but it's not within their borders at the moment. And who, whose side are you supporting in this conflict? I don't know enough. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a bench. Oh, this is really controversial, actually. We've got a bench outside my office. We used to have a bench outside my office dedicated to the victims of the Armenian genocide. Oh, um, really? So, so who, I, I, I work, who built I work it? at the Temple of Peace. So we have The Temple of Peace? Temple of Peace and Health is the name of my and office. And Hell? Yeah. Peace and Hell? 
Peace health. and health. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Couldn't be other end of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, it's like, further away. Peace and health from poor there. pronunciation. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got like a peace garden at the back. Hmm. Uh, and then we had a, a bench towards the victims of the genocide. But it got it got vandalized really badly. No one knows by who. Probably, probably, probably what was the vandalism? I smashed it up. Oh. Yeah. A oh. bench. I thought they, they might have just drawn up. a cock on it or something. Oh, no, 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 no. They went to town. Mm. Not even two cocks. Smashed it to pieces. Oh, um, we're not, we might talk about the Armenian genocide when we get to the bit more modern history. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I completely stopped you in your tracks no, there. No, I just, yeah, um, just wanted to focus on the real history. That's probably why it's got such a diverse wildlife population, as you mentioned in the last episode. Because all the animals, <laughs> two by two, came out from Turkey. They did. It's all coming together now. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly, there's there's a huge amount of people there, even though everyone died apart from like four people, right? But Noah's Ark. I don't know how many were on the boat. I thought it was just him and his family, wasn't it? They repopulated the world. Yeah. It's a great fairy tale, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anywho. Um, <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Three twenty one. Well, after the fall of the Roman Empire and the sacking of Rome, Byzantium and the Eastern Empire continued for about a thousand years, up until around about the fourteen hundreds, when they started, and it was called Byzantia, like or the, the Byzantine Empire. Um, then the Ottomans started knocking around, and like the Seljuk Turks, who came from like the steppes of Central. Asia, they started migrating across and the Huns and all that shit. Um, but the Ottomans finally sacked Constantinople in. When you say sacked, do you mean like smashed it? Smashed, yeah. yeah. Um, in and four, thousands died. Fourteen fifty-three, um, because like up until that point, Byzantium or Constantinople was the biggest city in the world. It was the center of global culture, like because it was part of this multi-ethnic empire you can still see it now how like diverse it is like they've got and some in terms of, the, of religion they've got <laughs> everything and some of the walls of the old city are still sort of standing anywho ottomans were there they took over and then they had the ottoman empire so that's that's spread stretched from like slovenia all the way down egypt all that part of the world iraq all the way down to like Algeria at, the, at its biggest. Did it reach Afghanistan? No, it didn't. I know it's really hard because mm. it's, it's really hard to conquer Iran mm. because of its geography. It's got like the these mountains that I forget what they're called. Um, I've forgotten the name of the mountains, but it's really hard to conquer Iran. So you don't, you just leave and be. Um, anyway, that brings us up to First World War. They got smashed. Gallipoli, something Amanda wanted to talk about. You heard of Gallipoli? No. Ed? The Anzac Nation. Gallipoli was a big military campaign. Well, it was a beach in Turkey. 
and the allies tried to capture it and they and they sent all of the aussies and the kiwis and the sappers no the sappers maybe and then they all got fucking mown down by machine guns because i've got some figures oh yeah here um so they were actually volunteers and not regular soldiers all the anzacs um in fact 35 percent of the total anzacs were first generation australians and new zealanders born in britain uh, in total, 14,000 Kiwis and nearly 50,000 Aussies served in the Gallipoli campaign and fought as part of the Mediterranean Expeditionary Force under the control of the British Army. Almost 3,000 Kiwis lost their lives and nearly 9,000 Australians. That's so much compared to their populations back then as well. And it, and it was like in less than a week or so in those battles. Was it? Yeah, Gallipoli was a really short campaign. It's like the Somme, isn't it? Like mm. however many thousand died on the first day. Um, but after the First World War, the Ottoman Empire collapsed and then the whole Middle East and the former Ottoman territories got effectively partitioned by British and French people who like drawing straight lines on maps mm. um, with no regard for local populations. Um, but then in 1923, well, 1922, there was uh, a guy, Mustafa Kemal, the big dog, that's not how he called himself. They um, <laughs> would have said in Turkish. He was actually at Gallipoli um, fighting for the Turks, obviously. Um, the Turkish War of Independence uh, kicked off. Um, by September 1922, occupying armies were kicked out. And on November the 1st, a newly founded parliament formally established, uh, abolished the Sultanate. So, ending, so the Ottoman Empire finished officially in 1922. Um, ending 623 years of Ottoman rule um, and the Treaty of Luzon, which I believe is in Switzerland, probably. Is it spelled L-U-Z? L-A-U-S-A-N-N-E. Whatever. Um, led to the recognition of the Republic of Turkey, the successor state of the, of the Ottoman Empire in its modern borders. Is that um, with Ataturk? So yeah, Mustafa Kemal became the first president of the Republic of Turkey, uh, took on the name Ataturk and um, introduced many... Is that not like father of all Turks? Yeah, father of the yeah. Turks, yeah. Uh, and then introduced many radical reforms with the aim of founding a new secular republics, republic in the remnants of the Ottoman past, which is why the Fez was banned, we talked about it last mm. week. Um, and full rights for women politically were established, new writing system for Turkish based on the alphabet, on the Latin alphabet was created, so they used to use the Arabic mm. to write Turkish before. Um, and Turkish, according to the law and family names, Turkish parliament. Ah, so the parliament gave him the name Ataturk. He didn't give it to himself. That'd be a little bit much. Mm. It's like at a boy. And they gave it him Turk. <laughs> they gave it to him in 1934. But it's big. Like he's he's he's, he's, he's everywhere. Like every the airport in Istanbul is called Ataturk. Yeah, or at least maybe the old one. I don't know about. Uh, yeah, the old ones. Mm. Every sort of administrative building, every school has his picture in it. The school it's I went to in Konya had murals of the Civil War. Like it's, it's strange though because they're trying to move away from that now. Well, Turkey's always a bit of a weird one because like in the westerny bits and on the coast they're quite liberal and secular. But mm. there's been this long history of like real conservative, like small C conservative um, sort of Islamic culture. And that's where like Erdogan gets all his support from, mm -hmm. from like the, not the, the countryside, but the rural like parts. the ruly bits. So yeah. I, I really don't know much about what's 
going on in the east of Turkey. I know that there's just been constant unrest. Oh, we, haven't, we didn't the even Kurds. talk about the Kurds, the Kurds, did we? Yeah. The PKK and stuff like I, that. I, I know nothing. I know very little. It's almost so little that <laughs> I don't want to say We'll have to do a part three. Uh, yeah, the Kurds are just like... Um, uh, an the, ethnic group they're the largest ethnic group without, without a country without a sovereign yeah. state in the world and there's like 30 odd million 40 million it's, it's huge and they spread across Syria maybe all the way to Lebanon so it's so yes maybe. no no it's sort of Syria Iraq and Turkey that whole and obviously coast. Turkey don't want them to be independent but they also don't want them to become independent in Syria mm. or in Iraq uh, because that would then empower the Turkish Kurds to but in, in, try to gain independence as well. So it's in in many ways, the Turkish Kurds have the worst deal because they're at least in Iraq and previously in in Syria, the Turkish, the Kurdish part of those countries was given like relative autonomy mm. um, as like a self governing province. Whereas in Turkey, it's like it's fully clamped down on and like I've forgotten the name of the because the PKK, which is the political arm of the Kurdish. Uh, minority was designated a terrorist group by Ankara. Mm. So they are like, it, it's seen as like a separatist terrorist issue rather than a. It plays in Ankara's hands though to like, you know, make sure that they're seen as a terrorist group. They might not actually be that bad. I don't know, but like, you know, they, yeah, would, yeah, they would play that. They would be like, oh, these guys, bad guys. It puts them in really awkward positions where, like, for example, when when ISIS and ISIS started kicking off, you, the Turkish state were, were in a really awkward position where they either fund anti-ISIS groups, which is effectively the Kurds, mm. whilst denying the Kurds, uh, they, abroad, whilst denying the Kurds that live in their own country basic political um, sovereignty. And guns. And guns. Mm. And they're in NATO, founding member of NATO, Turkey. Yeah. Not many people. Which makes sense on the Ataturk. Now under Erdogan, he probably wouldn't be part of that straight away, which is an interesting... And they're, they're saying they're going to block Sweden's entry into, yeah. into NATO. Why? Um, That's a good question. Don't want to? I don't actually know. I don't yeah, fancy okay. it. Have mm. had enough? Fair. Oh, no, I think it's because... I can't remember there is a reason. I think Sweden said something mm. about them. Yeah, probably, like, not very democratic. Why aren't you making us more furniture for Ikea? Because we don't want to. We're not going to let you in NATO. We don't even like your coffee. The desks are going to be shit in the NATO offices. Oh, yeah, 100%. All all of the filing cabinets like Billy bookshelves. (laughs) (laughs) There's always one little screw missing. I mean, judging by that table over there that we used to use. I love that you're still using it. (laughs) Well, I don't have it, so... I just moved night. into this place and I have no furniture. Um, you have some furniture. Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's, there's, I've missed, I've, I've skimmed over. I mean, you did lot. talk about, what was it, like 8,000 years? Yeah. 10, no, 12,000 years. Barely talked about the Ottomans. And they're, they're fascinating. Like We should have, like, I think when we run out of countries, which is going to be a long, long way off. I mean, we're, we've done a quarter of them. Basically, yeah, we, we could start talking about. We've like also been doing this for a year, so <laughs> I'm happy to keep doing this. Four years, boys. I love you, and then uh, and then we can start talking about the Ottomans. Yeah, and then separatist states and oh, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, Sealand territories. Have you ever heard oh, of Sealand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You think we could get an hour out of Sealand? 
Oh, yeah. Well, what if we or go passports? There? We're not going to go over there. Why not? It's just off, off the coast. Which coast? UK. Which part of the UK? Kent. Uh, yeah. No, Suffolk, I think. What's the difference? Where is I Suffolk? I don't know, actually. Where it is Kent? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got some additional bits on. <laughs> I've got I've got. <laughs> I've got some more stuff. Uh, the first ever Christian church was in Turkey. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And actually, talking about Christian churches, I'm sure you've got more to say. But the Hagia Sophia, one of the biggest landmarks in the world, really, uh, has been a church, a mosque, now and then a museum, and now it's back to being, back a, to mosque being a mosque legally. So might be tricky in the future maybe to visit it for everyone mm. um but incredible building and just opposite is this blue mosque which is also really really nice there are so many blue mosques are they yeah like there was one in afghanistan for yeah. sure oh it's true yeah. yeah maybe there's something about that color blue there's that, that turquoise turquoise um That's one of the uh bits of information i have oh great Turquoise, well, the name turquoise actually comes from Turkey. Tur- turquoise meaning Turkish stone. Beautiful mineral came to Europe from the Orient via Turkey and is one of the oldest gemstones in history. They were first used as amulets by Turkish soldiers. Oh, I would have That's thought it came from the water, to be honest. Like the color from the water, the sea. Interesting. I had no clue. Um, we spoke about Santa being uh, from Turkey, right? Did yeah, we boy. did. Yeah. Didn't add anything well, to it. What other famous Turks are there? Ooh, I don't know. I didn't write any of those down. Oh, there was... Turkey was home to the first ever beauty contest that was judged by Paris with Aphrodite, Hera, and Athena taking taking mm. part. Okay, who won? Uh, I'm guessing Aphrodite, because she was, she was supposed to be there. Goddess of beauty or something. Yeah. No, who oh. is it? It was Helena in it. I don't know. I've got three names here, which is Hera. Oh, Hera. Aphrodite and Athena. That remind me. Troy, the ancient walled city, also in Turkey. Really? Uh, Yeah. The Trojan horse, yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was between two Greek... uh, They they now... Well, thanks to these falling asleep podcasts, I listened to another one called the Bronze Age Collapse, which is where a lot of civilizations across the Mediterranean collapsed uh, for no reason in the Bronze Age. Um, Did they just run out of bronze? Well, apparently there are these like marauding, marauding people called the Sea People who came and sacked all the towns on the Mediterranean coast. When you say sacked, do you just mean like ransacked and just... No, I, I literally mean teabagged. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, sacked as in S-A-C-H, as in like Goldman Sachs? No. Uh, what does that even S-A-C-K-E-D, mean? S-A-C-K-E-D, sacked, like destroyed. Right. Pillage, what does S-A-C-H mean? Like, like Goldman. Yeah, um, uh, and they believe that that was that the Trojan Wars were part of that Bronze Age civilizational collapse. Oh. Anyway, got a few famous Turkish people. Oh yeah, oh. a few of them we covered. We got Mustafa Kemal Atatürk, the big the big dog, the Tim Westwood of. I think no, that's in the right. Uh, Salt Bay. We talked about Salt, Salt Bay. Bay yeah. uh, he's t- oh, that guy's such a dick. Yeah. Guy called oh, um, that weird mouth thing. Happened. I thought that was his surname. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy called Tarkan, who's a, uh, a Turkish pop star. Suleiman the Magnificent. I'm guessing he's a um, empire emperor. And that's it, really. 
don't know any of these. Some famous footballers, Emre Chan. He's German, not Turkish. Let's <laughs> <laughs> cut that. Um, I've got uh, a man who should be famous. Articles were just called The Missing Turkish Man. And a missing man in Turkey accidentally joined his own search party for hours <laughs> before realizing he was the person they were looking for. Oh, I love that. Bayan Muslu had been drinking with friends on Tuesday when he wandered into a forest in the Bursa province. When he failed to return, his wife and friends alerted local authorities and a search party was sent out. Mr. Mutlu, 50, then stumbled across the search party and decided to join them. But when members of the search party began calling out his name, he was like, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. I love that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good. I've got a couple of things that I didn't mention last time. Oh, yeah. We First didn't talk all, about Cappadocia at all. Oh, well, I You've didn't have anything about it. Yeah, I've been to Cappadocia. And Sam mentioned in the previous episode, um, I think... It was with you, Tom. Yeah, yeah, the balloons. That, uh, yeah, we went up on the balloon and it was it was a shit. It was really good. I thought you were going to say it was shit. No, no, it was the shit. It was, yeah, it looks incredible. It's expensive, but honestly worth it. How much was it? I think we said something like 170 mm. each Whoa. euros, so 150 pounds each. What currency do they use in Turkey? Lira. 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 The Turkish Lira. I find oh, okay. that such a good name for currency. Lira. Lira. Oh. Um, well, do yeah. they use lira in another country? Ah, there's Italy. plenty of country. They used to use it until the yeah. euro. There's plenty of countries that use uh, something similar, I think, still now. Um, but in Turkey, also went to Istanbul, as we said, to Grand Bazaar. Oh, it's amazing, the Grand Bazaar. Which you go, is you go to the Spice Market, too. Is that not within the there's Grand two, Bazaar? There's, there's two big bazaars actually yeah we we so i've been obviously i, I went to uh, istanbul twice first time with my parents obviously they organize everything so we went to the grand bazaar with sam and isaac we didn't organize anything we went to grand bazaar it was closed so we went to spice market the whole bazaar was closed yeah it's, it's like it's prayers massive, and stuff like mate. it's massive four thousand shops yeah yeah and but, it, yeah. And it's the oldest but covered market it's in not four thousand h and m's it's four thousand like narrow corner shops yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so it's not yeah like, but still four thousand yeah, is not not knocking it but it's just not you're knocking it it's not massive <laughs> it's not you're thinking it you're thinking it's the size of the millennium it's, stadium it's not no no i'm just thinking in <laughs> relation to going to like the medina in marrakesh i'm thinking if there was four thousand of those that is still fucking insanely big yeah, I mean it's massive. It's like you cannot go to all the shops. It's impossible to go to all the shops, and it all say like similar things as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it always is. It's either poorly made football shirts. Oh, a lot of that. Should you choose? Tin, messy spot with lanterns, three S's. Yeah, and spices. The thing, the thing I love as well. The thing I loved about walking through Istanbul um, is that they have parts of the city that sell very specific things so you'd be walking down the street and be like oh this is where all the electrical shops are mm. and it's just a street of electrical shops next street oh, that's where all the fishing supplies are do you reckon they're all just part of the same thing and same shop got different I, salesmen either either it's all the same shop or they're so fucking dumb that they're like <laughs> it's mental or they're like oh, my market research shows that 90% of electronics are, sh are sold on this street I'll open my shop here and <laughs> they, they just look at the research differently we look at it you know oh we shouldn't go there but they're like oh they're all there because everyone buys their shit there so but it's literally gambling though isn't it it's like well, uh, if I was walking down there I'd be like 
It's not whichever gambling. one where the, the, it, whoever's got the nicest smile. It's not gambling because they try to drag you in, right? So no, I know. whoever's I, I got never, the nicest smile will drag you in. I never got dragged into an electronic shop in Turkey. Maybe they just knew I was satisfied with my home electronics, mm, home appliances. Maybe. But it's the same in a lot of countries. In, in, in Kyrgyzstan, we needed to go to a mechanic. And we went to this part of, I think it was Osh, called like car town or something like that called, that's what it was, it, oh, it was called like mechan- <laughs> it's a car place was it was it mechanistan <laughs> yeah basically and you got there and it was like hundreds of like small mechanics and it was obviously all the mechanics there but even within that car town there was sections which were just for tires others that were just I for this that, and but how do they i don't understand we just went to the first one we saw Right, and then there's another like fifty waiting for some business. Baffles me. Yeah, completely baffles me. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a businessman. Well, I am. I'm a businessman. Jay Z, rest yeah. in peace. He's not dead. Um, <laughs> Hope. Uh, there's a gates of hell in Turkey. Is there? There is. Where to? Rediscovered just seven years ago. The gate to uh, the gates of hell is in the ancient city of Heropolis in modern-day Turkey. I don't know where that is, um, but... Is it on fire? Similar to... Yeah, yeah. And is it like a crater, or what is it like? Similar. Sounds a bit like what what they were doing. But there's a temple there as well, so it's like... Looks even more gnarly, I think. That's pretty metal. Yeah. I imagine they heard the Turkmenistan were trying to put theirs out. Oh, no, we'll have... Someone's like, oh, God, we can cash in on this. (laughs) I actually went to not the gates of hell or anything but i went to the death road in turkey there's a death road everywhere really, yeah, yeah, yeah what's the death road in turkey it's not very deadly it's uh i mean it's, if you drive like a lunatic you just might just fall off the cliff but it's really not that bad it's so almost like easy that i suspect we got on the wrong road I'm not 100% okay. convinced I was on the right road. <laughs> just wasn't You're on the bad. life road. What was so yeah. hard? What was so easy? What was meant to be so hard about it? Why is it called but, death road? Uh, the, so basically, it just goes down a cliff uh, in like zigzags. And it's supposed to be, obviously, it's not like tarmac or anything. It's just gravel. And on the photos, it looked quite narrow, but it wasn't really narrow. Like you could obviously not always overtake someone, but like, or like have two cars drive past but generally there was enough space for two cars you got to think about the places that you've driven though like to any normie to any normal person yeah, but that would yeah, be but yeah. death road if i'm thinking death road i'm thinking that road in bolivia or yeah, like yeah. peru something like and that. also presumably you'd have got to death road significantly earlier than you got to the other more epic roads mm. so th- th- you'd have been like oh this is what so-called death roads are like then the pamir is going to be shit the Pamis was like so much worse there's one specific bit in the Pamis i remember like going up i was like terrified and death road didn't really seem all that bad to be fair. it's just slow and annoying because you just kept hitting rocks that's so what most deaths really are though, aren't they i think it was like death of the- <laughs> 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 yeah if you get like those roads are dangerous obviously but when you're on them, it's like, oh, I might fall off. But sometimes you forget that land, like earth, can just move and fall. Like I saw a video uh, from Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, it was doing the rounds a couple of weeks ago. 
and there was a truck that just came round, and then as it stopped, the entire mountain just fell, and the truck was like left. Oh my just god! Just remained like it just stayed there, and if it went maybe a hundred meters down the road, it would have just That's swept crazy. down the entire entire cliff. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. It didn't. It genuinely didn't feel like that could even happen mm. because it wasn't like the cliffside was. Like it was vegetated, like so it felt fairly strong. If that makes sense. It's not like the Pam is where it's just barren and just rocks. Where you feel like a little bit of movement, then everything falls down. But this aren't, aren't, aren't vegetative roads almost more dangerous because of all the plants? Making it unstable. I don't know. I just feel like all the roots just keep it together at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, could be. It didn't feel very bad, but it was nice. I mean, the the view is pretty amazing. Turkey's beautiful. It's got a lot of different things as well. Uh, There's a big area in the middle where there's nothing. But and I've been there. It's grim. (laughs) It's it's beautiful, but there's not a hell of a lot. Mm. I went to a science museum, like their version of TechnoQuest. Is it just a toilet in there? No, it was. pretty fucking massive actually it was wicked oh went to a planetarium i'm not even making this up legit went to a planetarium <laughs> um and then i did i tell you the story about the turkish pizza i had yeah no, yes. not, yes. not, not just not yep. just the constipation the size of it yeah yeah you said oh. it was like the length of a table right they kept bringing it it was ridiculous yeah. and I, I, I had one a few weeks ago it was fucking stunning um, <laughs> um, yeah. That was my belly telling me I yeah. want pizza. Uh, there's over 30 languages spoken in Turkey. Wow. Yeah. I can't list them all. Are they all official or just the one is official? Uh, let me have a, Probably have a all quick like look. Little regionally ones and ting. Although the official language in the country is Turkish, there are over 30 minority languages okay. spoken across the country, including Kumanji, which is Northern Kurdish, Mesopotamian Arabic, and Zazaki. Oh, I like Suzaki. It's, it's like it's that yogurt thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> same, thing. the same thing. I've got one. I don't even know why I put it in here. There's Turkey's Tunnel Funicular is the oldest operational underground railway in continental Europe. Oh. Opened in 1875. The Tunnel connects the districts of Karakoy and Beyoglu and is beaten in age only by the London Underground, which opened in 1863. 1875 you said yes that's just mental like what they were doing (laughs) the london underground was 1863 that's also crazy yeah and then the tunnel is 60 600 meters uphill between the riverside of beoglu once known as galata and the well-heeled hilltop karakoy where many of the city's banks and embassies were located i've I've been there to the underground well that that place that that fununcular Mm. nice yeah how was it fununcular Mm. Do you say fununcular? Yeah. What the fuck does a fununcular mean? It's like a it's train like that goes those... up a mountain. <laughs> oh! It's those... Ah, yeah. when it's too... But it's underground! Yeah. Well, Shit! Yeah, I guess sometimes they've got a tunnel. It's, it's just like a, halfway that, between uh, a railway and a lift. Let's not... Yeah. yeah, let's not... It's just a slanty lift. Let's not yeah, beat around okay. the bush. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. It is. When you're mm. saying things, are like, all these words are really familiar. And then when you're like, when you said Karakoy, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I've been to Karakoy. <laughs> and I've been fununcular. to Galata. But it's mm. underground. I That's went to the funicular in uh, just outside Barcelona in Montserrat. Ooh. It was incredible. I did a cable car as well. It's such a random. I went to Barcelona a few months ago. <laughs> went on the cable car. I haven't been on the cable cars. I don't think I've ever been on the cable car. Um, and I had that initial moment of like terror. 
<laughs> and then it started moving. I was like, oh, this is a bit boring. Yeah. It is terrifying as you're going up and then it just kind of tails off. And I think it was, it was, more, like the an, it was more the anticipation of it moving that scared me. And then mm. it started moving. And I was like, oh, this is shit. Um, but then I went up a funicular. There's one in Luxembourg. A funicular? Yeah. A modern one, though. Does it just it go free? up a little curb? Yeah, it's free. It's part of the whole network. It's honestly for people who like transport and like city planning, it's porn. You've got like, uh, it's it's obviously a valley, of, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't have one. There's like a train station at the bottom, all the European uh, Union uh, offices and stuff like that at the top. So a lot of commuting going on. Train station uh, with the station for the funicular. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Goes up and there's a tram station at the top and also all the offices and bus stations. It's just, I'm oh. very aroused now. Yeah. And you can take your bike up there as well. So, and and all of it is free. It's free. I love that it's all free. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, and on this note, I think we've reached. That's we're actually it. fifteen minutes. Fifty-one. Because I've actually got one last thing to oh, say. Oh, fuck's sake! Uh, marble painting. Ever heard of that? It's like painting on water. What? So it, oh, when you dip. Is it well no. dipping? Hydrating. So it's, dye, right? it's not dip, an art form where you paint directly on the surface of water in a shallow tray. You create colorful patterns by sprinkling and brushing color pigments onto a pan of oily water. So it doesn't like mix, if that makes sense. Once you finish the design, you place a sheet of paper on the surface to transfer the design from the water onto the paper. How is in Turkey? Well, I don't know if it's Seems invented re- in Turkey. It's like one of the main art forms. Oh, that sweet. Makes sense. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think it's pointless. It's like dip dyeing, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's quite a tedious way. It's of like it's like <laughs> dip dyeing, but, but rather than dipping a really complicated shape and getting a cool pattern, you're dipping a flat piece of paper. It wasn't just fucking paint. Yeah, yeah it's true. I'm sorry, Turkey. You can shove that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, see you next week. In see you next Burundi. week in Burundi, which is going to be full of laughs. That one is it? No. Oh, you were sarcastic. Yeah, of course the I was. Class. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why you said that. You must, I thought, you must have read something. Yeah, <laughs> I've, read, I've read a lot, and I, I wish I didn't, really. But I'm excited for Burundi. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a good one. All right, see you next week. Trap. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.